0: Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. It is Tuesday morning live time and I wanna talk about the headlines today. Well, my name is Nicole Ruth, I'm with the Ruth Team of Fairway Mortgage and the market trends data came out yesterday. Today is the production day and tomorrow the report gets released. We also have a massive week when it comes to the economics. The Fed is meeting this week. We're expecting announcements on Wednesday as to what Powell is thinking about. Not only how much is he going to raise the Fed rate, but what are his expectations for raising the Fed rate in upcoming meetings and the ominous balance sheet conversation. We also have unemployment this Friday. So talk about a big week. Market trends, data, unemployment, the feds are meeting. I mean, we've got things that are going to rock interest rates, which are already hitting 5.5%, depending on which survey you look at. Now, Freddie Mac isn't there yet. Freddie Mac is sitting at 5%, but Freddie Mac is notoriously behind. They are always about a week delayed, and so they catch the news. Reporters grab the news and talk about the fact that what rates are doing when We've already seen it crest whatever that number is, especially in a market like this. Last year, they were dropping faster than Freddie Mac was catching it. So I want to talk about all those things because I am really excited. Right after this, I'm going to go run into our recording studio and record our market trends video. There's some big news that's happening. This market, and you guys are feeling it, is slowing down. But is it? It's really interesting to see how the appreciation numbers are coming out, how the closed to list is actually opposite. It's appreciation is starting to slow down, yet closed to list is not. Home sales are still continuing. Closed is up. All of these active listings are up. The pending and closed, like I said, closed are both up. So as we're talking about what is happening in the excitement and the activity levels of the market, how some of it does not actually correlate, and what you can expect going into the current and upcoming months. Because if I'm a buyer in this market, I'm confused, right? And it's not even that I'm just logically confused. I'm emotionally confused, and that's a whole lot worse. I feel defeated, yet I feel this fear of missing out, Yet I know that if I don't jump in soon, I'm going to miss it. Or am I? Because now we're talking about a recession, and a recession could mean reduced interest rates. So does that mean that I should wait? I mean, this is all the stuff that's going on in my head and in the psyche of the buyers in today's market, trying to figure out what is the correct course of action that I should be taking to take advantage of or to just absolute protect myself, maybe, right, against where this market is headed. So I want to talk about the headlines for a second that they're facing. I mean, we saw last week, we talked about in the Market Trends Update last Friday, several of the headlines coming out with this ex- extinction of the $300,000 home, the fact that we were going to hit a million dollars in uh, home prices by Memorial Day, and then how unaffordable the market is getting. So Black Knight had just put out a report. Diane Olick picked it up and put out on CNBC that we had hit one of the most unaffordable markets. Meanwhile, if you actually look at some of the numbers and you break them down, it depends on what market you're in. That was a nationwide statistic. And yes, home prices are going up in Denver, but relative to... Wages and relative to where they have been, a lot of Denverites are still buying. So if I'm a buyer in this market and I'm reading those headlines that the $300,000 home is gone, that we're going to hit a million dollars, that the home market is unaffordable, why even bother looking? Because I'm also seeing headlines that interest rates had hit 5%, the highest that they have been since 2011, right? But they had been 5% in 2018. Freddie Mac didn't hit it. Freddie Mac stopped right below 5 because Freddie Mac includes a 0.8% buy down or discount point. So its interest rates were always a little lower than the other surveys. Meanwhile, the other surveys had all gone over 5% in 2018. So I'm reading this. Interest rates have gone over 5% for the first time since 2011. Home prices have been double digit. I mean, we've gone up over 35% since the recession started. So we're seeing these numbers and I'm feeling smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I can't figure out a way to get in. Or maybe you own a home and you have tons of equity, but you're sitting there thinking, I don't know how to, how to optimize that. Or maybe I'm afraid, I wanna keep that safe. So how do I take the next step? Or, or, yes, I have a lot of equity, but I can't afford at today's interest rates to move into something else. Do you know that 90% of homeowners today have an interest rate at or below 5%? It costs me more to buy a new home, even if I have a lot of equity in my current house, or it's going to cost me more to cash out refinance, or... God forbid if I do do a HELOC because the interest rates are certainly sexier now than a 30-year fixed, that HELOC is going to go up because we know the Fed is talking about raising the Fed rate, which impacts the bank rate, which impacts the prime rate, bank rate, prime rate, hence the HELOCs. Because the HELOCs are going to be prime plus something. So as the HELOC rates go up, you're in a position where if you get a HELOC today, for any amount of money, just know that money will cost you more in the future, in the very near future. So all of that has to be taken into account. So I'm looking at this going, I I'm not sure what the answer is. This is the kind of market that I love. Not for the confusion, but for the opportunities when you're partnered together with an A-team that has your back, understands what's happening in the market and how to seek out those opportunities when they present. So I talked about the, if you're a real estate agent and you're watching this and you get my Saturday blogs, I told a story on my Saturday blog about a lovely woman that I had the opportunity to sit down with. And I've got stories lined up behind that. Stories about how their first time home buyers trying to figure out how to get in the market or they bought their first home and trying to figure out how to take the equity from that home and move into another house. Or maybe they just closed on a new build and they've been blessed with a ton of equity because that house was contracted a year earlier. So how soon can I get that money out and how soon can I make it work for me? What are the options for Airbnb income or traveling nurses as they move around or corporate rentals? Or what are the options for putting in an ADU, an auxiliary dwelling unit in the backyard, or creating income where it might not have existed, or house hacking, or any number of things. How do I get from where I am today with maybe 10,000, 15,000, $50,000 in the bank to where I want to go, where I can retire, where I can choose, where I have options to not work as hard, or to go visit my grandkids or to travel or do the things that I wanna do. Because if you've got all your money only in the stock market, this last month was brutal. And the problem with the stock market is it doesn't use the power of leverage, right? A dollar earned or a dollar lost, that dollar that you invested can be won or lost very quickly. Versus in real estate, we capitalize on leverage. You only have to put three or five or 10% down, allowing for those fluctuations to not hurt your wallet. Anyway, so I'm, I'm thinking about all of this obviously because the Fed is meeting this week and they are talking about increasing the Fed rate 50 bips. Then they're also gonna talk about and listen to what they say about upcoming meetings. I have heard a lot of people forecast that the next meeting will be 50 BIPs, and then it will be 25 BIPs thereafter. And when I say BIPs, it's like a percentage point. So this time it will be a half a percentage point, right? And then the next meeting, maybe a half a percentage point, and then 25 BIPs after that. I've heard other experts, which I'm tending to lean towards, that are thinking it's going to be front stacked. And maybe the next two meetings will even be as high as 75% or 0.75%, 75 BIPs. That is going to slow the economy down. What is also going to move the market is this unpacking of their balance sheet, right? So they're going to start quantitative tightening. They've already been talking about it. They were talking about it at the end of last year as they raced through quantitative easing to get to this point where they could raise the Fed rate to then get to the point where they could start quantitative easing or the runoff of their balance sheet. As they do that, and that is why interest rates have been rising since the beginning of the year, as they do that, we're going to continue to see interest rates go up. Now, how high? Can they go up to the sky? I, I wish I had that answer, right? But from the experts that I read in The Economist saying that we're probably going to average this year with an interest rate of around five, but we could see interest rates as high as six or six and a half. There will be volatility is what that tells me. At least we know that there will be volatility. And should we see any dips, we take advantage of those we lock in our pipeline. Most of my pipeline is locked the day they go under contract because the risk is too high. But the Fed is meeting this week. What we're also going to see is unemployment, which is going to be a telltale for where the economy is going. Now, remember, the Fed is trying to slow down the economy. We have had an exuberant economy, one that people wanted to spend the money that they were making, whether it was in their houses, in the stock market, in Bitcoin, they wanted to spend. And if they couldn't spend on services, they spent on goods. Durable goods is going down. Freight and transportation is going down, which is a telltale of a recession. Meanwhile, services is coming back up again which means people are going out to eat and traveling and doing the things that we hadn't been able to do, right? Summer's coming. Vacation time is coming. Graduations and visiting, weddings. All of this is coming. So services is going up. Durable goods. Freight is coming down. Amazon is laying off. Is that the beginning of a recession? So the first quarter GDP was actually a decline of 1.4% was at the beginning of the recession. That 1.4% actually included consumer spending of up 1.1%. So that's not the recession that we're looking for. That recession strictly was based on supply chain issues. If you look at an aerial map right now with Shanghai, they have the entire <laughs> they have the entire world shipping containers. Right? They just do. They have them all. They're all there. They're stocked up on boats uh, waiting to either be unloaded or packed up. It is hilarious and not funny at all at the same time. All of the shipping containers, all of the supply chain issues is, caused the GDP to decline 1.4% in the first quarter of 2022. That was not the beginning of the recession. Now, a recession is defined by two consecutive quarters of GDP decline. And what we're looking for is really that consumer spending. Consumer spending is seventy percent of the GDP. And when do prices, the price of everything, go up high enough that it slows down consumer spending for even six months, two quarters? Right. That's what we're looking for. We're also looking for unemployment to come back up. It, it hit. It, unemployment is exceptionally low right now. Exceptionally low, and considering we have eleven million job openings. It's not a surprise that it's so low. So it's gonna come back up, and it always comes back up as we head towards a recession. Because as unemployment goes up, people start to get concerned, they hold on to their cash, they don't spend as much consumer spending goes down, we go into a recession. So is that a bad thing? Right? Because Amazon overstaffed. We saw that Peloton had overstaffed these manufacturing where people couldn't buy goods fast enough, is slowing down. So if that's happening. Is that a bad thing? I mean, it's like houses. I mean, to have 20 offers versus five offers, five offers, the seller is still getting a good deal and a buyer is getting a better deal. A better deal than they got six months ago, two months ago, where they were bidding against 20 people and having to go $150,000 over asking. Interesting though, closed list is actually up this past month. The buyers don't know it yet, that there are less of them bidding on the same homes. So unemployment will start to tick up. Not necessarily a bad thing. Those people will quickly find new jobs. It's not like we're going to have this massive layoff and depression and people are going to be out looking for bread and soup. Like that's so not it, right? There are still job opportunities for those people. It will be a shift of labor, right? People will spend less because they'll want to wait to see what happens before we come back out again. That spending less for a period of time is going to downward downward. Move the pressure on prices, allowing prices to come back more reasonable. I mean, the CPI is 8.5%. That's too high. As that comes down, right, but you have to have the world events start to unpack. You have to have Shanghai start to open up. You have to have Russia and Ukraine start to find some level of peace, whatever that looks like, right? You have to start to see some of these other countries also impacting that supply chain, allowing it to be released, allowing the supply to come, the demand slows down. We hit this recession, right? Interesting statistic. When recessions come, interest rates go down. So right now, we're expecting interest rates to continue to go up. Home prices will continue to go up just at a slower speed. We will hit some level, some definition of a recession, pushed into a recession by interest rates, not by a smoldering economy. This is a temporary recession. This is not a recession that's gonna take a decade or even years to come out of. So we're gonna go into this, we're gonna come back out of it. We're gonna have had lower interest rates. We're gonna have kept on having higher prices. We're gonna have this opportunity bowl right here that people need to take advantage of, not wait for it, not wait for it, but to take advantage of it when it comes to buy back here when home prices can be locked in prior to where we expect them to go, which I'm gonna highlight in tomorrow's video, where the experts think home prices are going as interest rates are going up, lock in the home price, refinance when we get the dip, right? Refinance on the dips. Take advantage of the cash out today to broaden out your current asset portfolio. Take advantage, do the cash out, know that that interest rate's gonna be higher, Don't overexpose yourself, because we can't guarantee this is going to happen over here. But the probability is high, given the fact that we're heading towards this interest rate Fed-induced recession. So a lot of news this week, right? A lot of forward opportunity. And here's the part that I love most about it. And I'll kind of end where I started, which is the stories. As I sit down with clients every day, and I get to find a path. A path that gets them from where they are with $5,000, $15,000, $50,000 in the bank to a position to where they can retire, knowing that they have the asset wealth and the income to be able to continue to have options. That path is not a straight line, but it is always there. It depends on how much time, what your circumstances are, what you're willing to do. We will find the way. That's the fun of this market, that's why I like this market, because everybody, when they slow down long enough to look for the opportunities, I promise you they will find them, even in a rising interest rate and a rising home price market. Well, that's a wrap for this Tuesday's Live. I gotta go run and record the Market Trends video that you guys are gonna see tomorrow. I hope you make it a fantastic day and call me. Let's set up some time, let's sit down and let's find your path, bye-bye. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.